What's Good Podcast. Are you ready? Your number one source. To all the keys in the industry. With Brianna Javon. It's the What's Good Podcast. Hey, ladies and gents, this is your girl, Brianna Javon with What's Good Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into season two of the podcast. Thank you guys so much. Um, as you know, we don't do interviews. Instead, we do genuine conversations. And so let's go ahead and get into it. Today, we have the beautiful Alexis Finley. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing amazing. Thank you for asking. Um, for people that has been listening, you already know what's next. For the people who don't know, if this is your first time tuning in, we get started with icebreakers just to cool the moment because people get so scared and so nervous. I'm like, y'all just relax. <laughs> <laughs> and so what we're going to do is start off with an icebreaker. Okay. And your icebreaker is if you were a type of gene what type would you be? So for an example, the boyfriend type, the a skinny jean type, what kind would you be and why? <laughs> Definitely be um, the high-waisted bell-bottom jeans. Cute. That's what I would be too. Okay, so why? Why? Well, if you don't have a butt, it gives you a butt. If you, well, it's not that slim, it makes it look slimmer. <laughs> yes. And I mean, the ones that Fashion Nova sell, they are just so flexible. You feel like you can do anything, you know, like Charlie's Angels type thing. So, yeah, I feel invincible when I wear those pants. <laughs> that <laughs> is what works. <laughs> so cute. Okay, we're going to say goodbye. You know? Yes. Okay, we got the same vibe. Because I was like, you know what? I'm more of like the hippie-ish, like retro back in the day type of thing. So bell bottoms, my good to go. Them little boots like you mentioned, cute little fit. <laughs> All right. So y'all, we're going to go ahead and get into the genuine conversation. So tell us who is Alexis Finley? Who are you? Alexis Finley, uh, right off the bat. Probably the most transparent, caring person you'll ever meet. Uh, I come from a large family. I have four parents, eight or ten grandparents, because some of them remarried. So okay. <laughs> both my parents are remarried. So nice. I'm the oldest out of three sisters. Uh-huh. So I can say that I'm definitely a role model. Um, okay. I'm an athlete as well as a dancer and a singer. Um, but don't, don't quote me on the dancing part, but I can, I can do choreography. Okay. Um, I will say that through my experiences in life, I've been able to bless other people and actually be a voice for women, uh, for millennials nowadays. Mm-hmm. I would say Alexis Finley is a caring hardworking individual. I love all the above. I do want to backtrack. You said you're into sports. You called yourself an athlete. What Mm -hmm. sport? Basketball. (laughs) Nice. Basketball. Um, I ran a little bit of track. Um, I did cheerleading and I feel like at that time it was a sport because It's definitely a sport. <laughs> I agree. It's hard work. It's competition, just like games. I mean, yeah. it's still the same. Yeah, I've done um, ballet. I have a background in ballet uh, and modern dancing. So I've been very active. Uh, now I do 
artist development. So we dance in there, you know, to get me ready for the stage, do choreography, things of that nature. And um, I also do HIIT training. So Now, what is HIIT training? <laughs> I never High heard that. Training. One more time, you kind of faded out. High interval training. Yes, what is that? So it's uh, high intensity. Basically, workouts probably like only like 45 minutes to an hour, but it's like nonstop movement. It's, you, it's basically sometimes using your body weight or using like any type of weight, but because you're going at a consistent speed, it's kind of like cardio at the same time. So you really don't have to do a whole bunch of running or anything like that to do high intensity training. So kind of like circuit training. That's crap. I mean, like no everything that you just mentioned, like you're just an all around girl, like you do everything. Is it because like you like different challenges or you don't like staying in one thing? Or like you like to, you know, do different things. Why is that? I get bored. I, feel like I get bored. And I do. Of course, I believe in like mastering a craft. Of course I do. But I like to um, venture out and see other sides of myself. I just like to be able to do everything, honestly. Like, I'm good with numbers. <laughs> so, <laughs> like... Adding more to the resume, okay? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I like to be relatable to people as well. So I would say I'm a very relatable person. And if I don't know something that someone asks me, I'm pretty sure I know someone who does. So. Okay. And I was listening to an interview earlier. Shout out to Uncool Urban Podcast. I love Josh. Shout out to them. Hi. I heard that you were from Mo City. And I'm like, okay, because I went to TSU. So I lived out there. Oh, for okay. Yes. Mentioned that so, when you asked me who I was. I know it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Me. <laughs> so how did you get to Dallas? I got to Dallas, uh, first of all, my dad's side of the family, they're from here. So it's always been a second home. So different type of holidays, I would come visit the summer times, you know, keep with my cousins and everything. So it's always like a home away from home. And after college, uh, I decided to move to Atlanta to work at a studio. Okay. The uh, room recording studios as an intern, because I went to school for sound recording technology. Wow. So I wanted to be able to, you know, work in a studio in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It was popping and they had celebrities come they through. They got it going. Okay. Black yeah, Hollywood. So <laughs> Atlanta, I lasted for two months. There was no issue with the studio. Just my living arrangement wasn't, um, um, wasn't comfortable. Um, you want to be comfortable especially being at home yeah and then the working situation wasn't either actually receiving income so I was like you know what let me just go back home but not Houston because I felt like I wanted to go back but not unsuccessful and nobody told me that I couldn't come back Uh my mom even asked me she said why are you acting like you can't come home Mm -hmm. so supportive yeah, I just really want wanted to gain my own independence and make it on my own. And um, I do miss my family in Houston, but I am glad that I made that decision because I, you know, I got it going on a little bit, you know. Yes, you are my <laughs> <and> girl. <laughs> so I've been here um, five years, okay. almost. It'll be five years. No, it has been five years. It will be six years in October. Well, congrats. 
to your almost six years. Do you like it out here? Do you see like a change in yourself? Like what spectacular moments or just any type of moments that you've had since you've been in Dallas? I would say I've truly become an adult. And so when you first venture into adulthood, those are the most precious moments to you. Um, I had some close friends from college that do live here too. So I was able to um, establish and continue to nurture those relationships and we're like best friends till this day. Yes. Um, I would definitely say that, um, yeah, being here has been great for me when it comes to lows of lows, you know, being broke, trying to find the right career. I feel that. Yeah, Ooh, I feel that. Make money to, to fund your dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say in 2016, that's when I found a career that could fund my dream. And so I would say that's a, a very big highlight for me because it has been life changing as far as finances and being able to truly invest in my career and not have to depend on anyone. And that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. All right. So with your resume, you've named so many things that you've done, you're doing. And currently you are a singer. So what did that journey look like? I mean, you were already in Atlanta with, you know, Atlanta, they're known for having the best artists and things of that nature. So what was that journey like of you getting to where you are today as a singer? That journey started off a little rocky, of course. Mm -hmm. I was um, battling with a producer who was in and out of town, in and out of the country, not in and out of town. Mm-hmm. So uh, when it came to singing professionally, I started in 2015 re- um, recording Recovery, actually. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, that song is old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty old. And um, he kept going out of town. Then when he came back, my financial situation wasn't there. So I wasn't able to pay. And I don't like people doing anything for me if I cannot pay them. I was just financially strapped at that moment, still finding myself. Um, so I had a lot of ups and downs. I was steady working on it. Then I kind of pulled away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say, looking back, I wish I had done maybe more free things to promote myself at that time. Mm, versus That's powerful. Uh, yeah, versus just doing stuff in the background or waiting until I have the money for this or waiting until I have the money for that. Mm-hmm. So as far as like consistency pedal to the metal, I would say fall 2017 without any, oh, I'm not doing music right now. No, it was just straight through. So it's been, um, it's been an emotional journey Mm -hmm. as far as like the, the content that I have put in the music, but I am happy that it took me that long because from 2015 to 2019, when I released my project, I went through so much in life. You know, I experienced heartbreak. I experienced happiness. I experienced being broke. I experienced, um, you know, not being rich, but rich in the spirit. <laughs> right, right, right. It's all about the fulfillment. I feel but it. stable, you know, mm-hmm. and more mm-hmm. than comfortable. So mm-hmm. that that sometimes transitions into your music, too. It translates into your music. Yes. And that's definitely what my next question is. I mean, you brought up a lot of good pointers. Do you feel like, you know, the things that you've done and what you went through kind of helped out with your EP and your music and the writing process? Yes. um, I did have some, you know, writer input from 
a couple of producers that I worked with. Mm-hmm. Uh, my later stuff is majority me and mm-hmm. things that I specifically went through. I would say my music is probably about 99% of personal experience. So it definitely influenced my music. I started it when I was in a dark and hurt place, and then I ended it when I was on the high. So I literally went through the phases of recovery. And um, the whole message was to become better and not bitter after a breakup. And this is for the ladies. I have to, you know, we have to have this discussion. Like you mentioned, you're very transparent. When it comes to that bitterness versus recovery stage, what are some pointers that you can give as far as your own of how you healed? Because we go through bad relationships and I'm going to just put my own stuff. I don't even have to say we. I've gone through relationships to where that healing process took a lot. But some people are like, girl, you're not mad at him. Like for what? It's all about healing. So what did that process, like what type of tip could you give a woman or man? We all go through things that can help them move forward. Like, I don't know if you use your writing to help you heal. Like, what did that healing process do? Like, what what did you do for that healing process? Honestly, the first thing I do is acknowledge the hurt. Mm-hmm. Sit in it, not too long. Right. But have your moment. Let yourself cry. Do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And then get moving. And when mm-hmm. I say get moving, fill your time with things that make you happy. So Mm -hmm. um, I started working out a lot, doing my HIIT training um, after my last breakup, Mm -hmm. or five times a week, sometimes even six times a week, because I had gotten kind of big, so I had to lose some weight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I I did, I worked out, I put myself in vocal lessons, you know, to enhance my craft. Mm -hmm. I also, had an artist development coach that I was working with. Mm-hmm. So just those different things, those three things right there helped me get over it and see myself in kind of a new light. Once you progress in certain areas of your life, even weight loss journey, that says a lot about your resilience, your dedication, your consistency, your commitment. So that just teaches you a lot about yourself. And then you get to a point where you're just like, well, why wouldn't anybody want me? <laughs> anybody? Yes, that confidence. It was mm-hmm. his loss. Mm-hmm. You know, I would definitely say keep busy and not to avoid or ignore how you feel, mm-hmm. but to make yourself happy, to fulfill yourself. That was amazing. Okay. All right. Look at you. Okay. <laughs> that was good. Yes. All right. And so when it comes to the process of, let's say, you want to make a new song tomorrow, right? What does that look like for you? Do you write the music first? Do you have to hear the beat first? What does that creative mindset and that process look like? I'm, I'm kind of both. So I'll be in the car, in the shower, randomly somewhere, and I'll think of a little hook or think of a melody, and I may do a voice record on my phone mm-hmm. or voice memo on my phone. But I do mm-hmm. prefer to hear the beat first because it's something about actually being able to feel the music I can write a song in the studio in probably maybe like 20 minutes. Dang. And I can be sitting here on my couch Mm -hmm. and not finish the whole night. (laughs) That's weird. That's crazy. It's so weird. I I love writing to the beat. 
So with that being stated, like, have you ever, and I'm going to rebuke it if you haven't, but have you ever got or received writer's block? Oh, yeah. So how did you get through that? Because like you mentioned, like you can write on the spot with the music and sometimes you go home and may be different. How do you get through those moments uh, when writer blocks come in? Well, if no one's around me, normally I'm with a producer. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm working with this guy, Fricks, yo, Fricks. So I'll be like, Fricks, this is what I want to say. How would you say this? Or how mm-hmm. would you say that? So if we can't get it, we just go to another song. Got it. Go to a completely different song, get some tea or something, just kind of reset and then come back to it. If I'm by myself and I get writer's block, I probably will come back a couple of days later. Really? Mm-hmm. Just do something else because I don't want to to rush it or force a song because that, you know, that could take away from the greatness of it. Makes sense. Okay. And so with you, you know, being an artist that you are, how have you been able to um advertise yourself to other people through social media through visuals how have you been able to expand your audience uh definitely uh posting videos Mm -hmm. of me singing um performing uh different photo shoots engaging asking people questions on um ig story Twitter, I'm still working on it, but I am posting. <laughs> I'm right there with you. We in the same boat <laughs> running together. <laughs> yeah, it's like when I was in college, I knew everything to say. And then uh-huh. and I was just like, oh, what, what do I say on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I definitely okay. respond to myself. Uh, sometimes I do the promotions on IG and Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, and I do network with people. I'm a very social person. So I go out and I support other artists at their events and mm-hmm. meet other people that way. I have friends that are artists. Mm-hmm. So I just con- I continuously network with people. And then obviously, you know, I hired uh, a person to help me with that as well for marketing okay. purposes. That makes sense. And so when it comes to your team, what does your team look like when it comes to, like you mentioned, business? My team right now, honestly, I'm, I'm building a pretty nice team. So they're all like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, are they all women? <laughs> they may all be women. <laughs> that was not on purpose. Mm-hmm. Not on purpose. Uh, well, no, my producer, he's, he's a man. Well, it's a man. Um, mm-hmm. I have uh, artist development coach. She helps me with um, performance endurance, movement. Mm-hmm. Then I have um, Amber, as you know. She's mm-hmm. my Shout out. marketing lady, and she does a lot more as well. I have a publicist. Her name is Barry Dynamic, and my vocal coach, Andrea Wallace. So I have people that help me in in pretty much every area. So really okay. Now let's go ahead and get into your EP. So I've been jamming it, and I can relate to it. I mean. I was just like, okay. And then the visuals are super, super cute. Um, I saw pretty much for every song, there's a visual, right? Return. Mm -hmm. There's a promo for recovery. Um, What else did I see? Risk has a video. Being real. Yes. So I want to talk about how did this EP come about? Because it's super relatable. It reminds me of when I listen to Tony Braxton. I'm like, girl, you better sing because I done went through that. It reminds <laughs> me. <laughs> it reminds me of that type of feel. So, how did the EP come about? So, I was 
going in the same cycles with the same type of men. That's how it pretty much started. Then I got in a relationship. It was all giddy. And then it kind of turned bad. And so I found myself having to consistently get over people. It wasn't like, oh, one month this guy, one month the next guy. No, it was kind of like a series of years, like I was saying, like from the span of 2015 to 2019. Uh So it, it really came from my personal experience and how I felt in certain relationships you know, there was a situation to where um, a guy I was uh, dating ended up sleeping with someone that I was really close friends with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were not dating at the time, but she was still my friend. Right. And he and I still had a respectable friendship at the time. And then I had someone who was emotionally abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, then I met someone that was a friend to me that I ended up seeing as more than a friend because he was like the best man I had ever met in my life. <laughs> So, but he was emotionally unavailable and I had a habit of falling for people who are emotionally unavailable, even if they didn't present themselves that way, Uh. because we're in a generation to where everyone is talking to somebody. Everybody's in a situationship. We always open doors before closing other doors. Uh, That's good. And that's the type of people that I was dealing with. Uh. And then I had to look in the mirror at myself and say hey are you doing the same thing Mm. yeah you love him right now but aren't you still thinking about him so I just came to a place where I allowed myself to heal and that's kind of where the later songs came from um return and real those are like the last couple songs that I actually recorded Mm -hmm. yeah that's it it came about from straight emotion honestly um and risk was that fun song that you know i'm that woman so (laughs) you better be careful (laughs) okay you better know it regardless okay i love it and so we listen to songs and then we see the title and we're like okay i see how you know they put the title together how do you pick your certain titles for your songs so when i did recovery Mm -hmm. um it was just simply because i felt like I was having to heal my heart. Mm. So I picked that song title. Then the next one was Risk. And it was titled at first, Love Me at Your Own Risk. Okay. And then I realized I was doing the song called Return. Mm-hmm. And then Round and Round. And I was like, I should just put all our titles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I it's just cute. dropped Love Me at Your Own and I put Risk. And then for Return, Basically, that's about going in cycles with somebody in circles with one person right? and, and having to break that chain, pretty much. Because if you listen to a couple of the songs, I actually say merry-go-round in about two songs. Mm-hmm. This is true. This yeah. Is, true. So, is that strategic, like, for that particular EP for, you know, everything to go together? Or is it just something that just happened accidentally? Like, oh, snap, that kind of, you know, goes in a series. The first couple of songs was an accident then it became intentional so i just placed my emotions around that intention so i just made my emotions fit because i have an emotion for everything so Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, i just made it fit the song i was like okay i definitely have to have a song on here about such and such whatever his name is and i definitely Mm -hmm. have to have a song about him 
And sometimes I just blend people together and make a song. Or take something my friend told me and put it in a song. Right. Because yeah. we do have some friends that give us good advice. Like, oh, let me write this down. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> right. All right. How would you describe your style? When it comes to music or dress? It comes to music. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So I would say a little modern and hip with a little soul. Mm. So kind of like maybe a 90s feel. Okay. I can see that. With but with 2020 presence. I can definitely see that. Okay. All right. And so this next segment is my favorite. It's the storytelling part um, to where we get to know a little bit about you. And so the first part is your highs. Us to understand, you know, dang, she did that. That's what's up. Because I saw that you took that photo with 50 and you went to go to, I think it was Specs when he was out here yeah yeah mm -hmm. so like anything like that was like dang like I did that I worked towards it and the results came out or you know the results came out the way you wanted or even better so what are some highs that you can give us like brag about yourself <laughs> well definitely um my birthday was March 15th yes happy belated thank you and so the week before that was when I actually met 50 Cent so I was in Houston and my publicist lives in Houston. Mm -hmm. So she is in good with his people. She knows a couple of his people. So we went out there, took pictures, got some content. Uh, then we ended up being at the same club with him, being in this section and everything. So I had a little mm -hmm. moment with him. And so I walked up to 50 and I said, <laughs> I sang, they say this is a big rich town. And he finished it. <laughs> And then I listened. We Definitely just a moment. Mm -hmm. And I said, am I, um, am I the first person that uh, said that to you today? He said, actually, you're the first that sang it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was, yeah. that was a really, a really good moment. And um, later on, all these people were pretty much cool. I didn't have too many in, in per, like deep conversations with him, obviously, because he had a whole squad with him, but. Mm -hmm. I would say that was a great way to start off my birthday month. Um, other than that, uh, performing at the Dub Car Show last September. Okay. That was that a very go? good experience. It was a very good experience. The first time I had dancers. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I had my own little booth and my um, the little banner with my little face on it. And all the yes. I had some merchandise. I had fanny packs, wristbands, T-shirts. Mm -hmm. I said, I've ever done anything like that. And I did okay. it for the car show. I was like, why would I go to the car show and not take advantage of the opportunity to have a booth? All right. So had the booth, met a lot of different people that I still um, am connected with this day, honestly. Um, other than that, I will say the House of Blues. I, I did a, see that. Congrats. Oh, great. It was so awesome. Mm -hmm. Engineers were fire. Made my voice sound even fire. <laughs> <laughs> Your outfit was cute, too. Thank you. Style by me. Yes, ma'am. That's why I asked yeah. you that icebreaker. I was like, she got a little style. Let me ask her this icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I'm trying to think if I have any other highlights. I have to. Oh, how could I forget? So I auditioned for making the band that same weekend. 
Um, oh. It was with 50 Cent and Pink Sneaker. So that was quite an experience, very humbling experience. And um, Diddy reposted me on his story. Shut up. How did you, how did you forget about that one? That's really good. <laughs> um, oh, now you just get to talking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving that content. Right? Yes. Yes. You gotta be like, hey y'all, here go a little something, something. <laughs> Don't forget. Oh, posted it for me. That was awesome. Basically, I got a, a MTV interview. Um, my publicist took me up, talked to some people, did an interview, same for the camera a little bit. And then I was, uh, a camera came around, they were talking in line and they were just asking, you know, what does, you know, making a band mean to you? Like, what does it mean to you it being back, you know, on TV and everything? Mm-hmm. And so I was just telling them it was like a, a childhood dream come true because it's something I watched like as a teenager to be able to be a contender. It's just like unbelievable. Yeah. So he posted that video on his page, maybe like 30 minutes later. And he definitely wasn't even there. You know, he wasn't there. <laughs> so, okay. That was a highlight. But I was that like, was a good highlight. If only he had tagged me. But of course he didn't know my social media info and he probably right. wouldn't have ways. But it's cool. It's my face. It works. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'll that see, works. I've seen her before. <laughs> I love it. Well, congrats. You have a couple of good highlights. I mean, you are making it. Okay. So that I wanna say congrats to you. And this I have to ask this question because as you know, being in the industry, we can sometimes get lost in it. You know, people are supporting us. We're getting a bigger audience. Um, people are reaching out like, oh my gosh, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. Like you're banging and you're popping. What is something as far as a strategy that allows you to stick to, you know, the true you, that you don't change for anybody, that you still want to be Alexis at the end of the day? What is something that makes you stay humble? Because me talking to you, you're so humble. So what is like a strategy that keeps you sane? Honestly, is it may sound cliche, but it's never forgetting where you came from and never forgetting mm. your blessings came from. Love now, it. a lot of people may not believe in God, but that's that's the source of my strength. Yes. So keeping that close to me. Uh, thinking about the values my family instilled in me, mm-hmm. even certain things on the wrist video. I think I had on some lingerie mm-hmm. um, with shorts and fishnets, and I said, Oh, Brandy, they're not gonna like this one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it so was classy. Tasteful. Yeah, yes. it was very tasteful, but I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, I'll just believe it. <laughs> yes, it was so cute. I was like, Okay, a little background dance for everybody doing their thing. It was cute. Yeah, yeah, and I and I do believe, and you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. And at at my core, I'm a great person. Sometimes I may be too kind. Others may say, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you cannot change who you are for other people. So because it will only make you unhappy. It will only make you suffer. Now, of course, a lot of good people do get hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you go through things, it makes you stronger. Just keep on pushing, and then you, you have the, you create this uh, spirit of discernment. Mm. And as long as you listen to it, you don't have to go through the same things over and over again. I love it because I know before we even started the call, I had mentioned you know about gifts and passions and things like that. So it's really good to hear you know you speak of that. Like that is something that 
you know, makes you humble. That's something that keeps you sane. It's for you not to lose that. And I do feel like some people, when they get so far, they lose that. And that's the reason why they lose their sanity. They lose that humbleness because they forgot where they came from. So that was really good. Thank you for sharing that. And so this actually leads to my next question of the lows that you went through during your journey. If that's, you know, through your weight training, if that's through, uh, not weight training, like you mentioned, HIT, that's what it's called, mm-hmm. through your weight loss journey, anything of that nature that you was like, dang, why am I going through this? What's going on? And then how did you push through that moment to continue to be confident and know who you are and still know that you got gifts that you need to share with the world? Some lows here. Um when I first moved here, I was living with the auntie in DeSoto. Mm-hmm. And um, she had very, very strict rules. Like during the week, wanted me back in the house like by seven or nine o'clock. Mind you, I uh, was 22 at the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I just turned 23, actually. Um, I, at the moment, I felt like that living situation was low because I felt like I had no freedom. Mm. But little did I know, it gave me discipline when I did have my own place. Like, as far as, like, making sure the bed made up and just presentation on everything. I was never a messy person, but that was very challenging for me, though, to be right out of college, to be 23 years old, and I can't do nothing. I could do more in my mama house. So, right. But other than that, to get to the real lows, at the same time, I was dealing with a guy and we were kind of in a situation ship. Every mm-hmm. time I try to step away and say, oh, you're not ready for this. I deserve more than this. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, we can just be friends. It was kind of just like a, a mind game he would play. Mm-hmm to get me to stay around, just to stay around, not to be with him, but to stay around. Throwing out, I love you word out and everything. Mm-hmm. Eventually, he became uh, verbally disrespectful. You know, mm-hmm. caught me at my name one time, and then it happened another time. And so at that moment, I was pretty much done with it. Wow, I'm sorry. So that, that, was, that, was, that was very low for me, just because mm-hmm. I have, I was raised being respected and mm-hmm. I was raised to be respectful. And a lot of women out here sometimes think it's okay that when a guy gets upset that he can call you out of your name. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay. Right. There's actually songs out about it mm-hmm. that I agree with. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, how I pushed through that moment, honestly, I just exile communication mm-hmm. one and done i i, I okay. should have been one and done with it i guess i was yeah. too much, but you know but you're out now so i mean you left some people would be comfortable to stay in that situation because that may be something all that they know or it's consider this could be a situation where they just really got comfortable so it's really good that you knew that that wasn't right for you you wanted to be respected so i'll give you all the props for that and moving on yeah, grand cousin, cause she she knew he wasn't no good, <laughs> and she good. don't have business like that out here, so she was steady praying for me. Yeah, so good. Those prayers worked. 
Yeah. Yes. Out of that, I would say, um, as far as finances, I had a job in my field. Mm-hmm. It was doing um, audiovisual for hotels. Okay. So I didn't know that it was kind of like contract work mm. where you only work when needed. Mm-hmm. So it got really slow. My money got real funny. Didn't have much of a savings. I got to a point to where I had like six payday loans out. Wow. Yeah. About six payday loans out. And I was able to find another job. Was never um, evicted. Never had a a bill late. Maybe one credit card bill. If Mm -hmm. any. So I also worked at a church on Sundays. And then I also started to, you know, hustle and do Uber, mm-hmm. you know, to get that extra money. So I'm the type of person that really doesn't fold. So um, good. Yeah, I don't fold at all. Like I, mm-hmm. I will not. So I did what I had to do to get through that situation, but it was very hard. Mm-hmm. And it it was low enough to where I know I never wanted to be there or below again. So Right. You only meet that one time, like you mentioned. <laughs> so that's another congrats. I definitely give you that because being financially stable is hard to get there. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you did the work and you was able to get out that position. So props to you for doing that. Good for you. All right. Mm-hmm. So what um, this is the segment is called One Free Advice. So anyone that may be going through relationship issues or want to be a singer, want to be an artist, whatever the case may be, what is some advice that you could give them right now that will help them push through and, you know, jump over a certain hurdle? So if you want to give out a resource, whatever the case may be, what would be one free advice that you would give them? I would say invest in yourself. That's the best thing that you can do. And I don't mean just financially mentally physically Mm -hmm. just think about whatever you're doing now is it conducive to your growth whoever Mm -hmm. you may be dealing with now are they conducive to your growth Mm -hmm. then if it's if it's no then you need to do whatever you need to do to make your mind grow make your heart grow make your money grow whatever it may be Mm -hmm. for you to enhance yourself but you have to invest in your mind, your spirit, your career, mm-hmm. your heart. <laughs> That's good. Okay. And so on the flip side, I do want to ask you, what is an, uh, some advice you received, you know, years ago, maybe yesterday, whatever the case may be, that you still use today? I'm not sure if it's considered advice, mm-hmm. but one time I was talking to my friend and it just made me realize a whole, a whole lot just from her saying one thing. She just said, Alexis, everybody's not like you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not sure if that's advice, but it what, res- you take from that? what I took from it is that no matter how good hearted, kind hearted you are, how determined you are. Sometimes people just won't give you that same respect or that same in return. Uh-huh. And so 
regardless, you're going to have to just stay true to who you are. But you need the fact that everyone is not going to be like you. So good. Okay, shout out, friend, for that talk. (laughs) That was good. That allows you not to get so upset when people show you different sides of them. Yes. Didn't expect because you wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you wouldn't do because they're not you. Right. (laughs) Period. Okay. All right. So what's upcoming for you? I know we have this pandemic that's going on and it's, you know, shut down a lot of our lives. So I do want to ask you what's upcoming for you. And then what have you been doing during this time? So what's coming up for me? I have some ad-libs and things to add to my new EP that I plan to release this summer, uh, Sensitive Savage. Okay. That'll be the title. So that's what I have coming up. Uh, Other than that, you know, more interviews with people like yourself, Mm -hmm. podcasts, just things to show people that I'm still here and I'm still working. (laughs) Okay. I (laughs) know what to say. Yeah, get get in front of anybody and everybody that I can uh, virtually mm-hmm. until I can in person. You know, okay. uh, during this time, I have been saving money, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of money not going nowhere. Yes, that gas money definitely gets right back in your pocket. <laughs> so I have been, um, definitely investing in just my mental reading because I don't like to be alone. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And um, that's been a slight challenge for me. I'm a busy person. I feel like I'm sitting in the house. I could be doing something else. Mm-hmm. Like I could be out and about, uh, not necessarily just kicking it, but, you know, going to a show or going to an interview, going to the gym, just different stuff. So since I've been here, I've been working out in my living room, mm-hmm. um, bought me some dumbbells. I've been reading a little bit. I've been doing some writing to some music. Nice. And uh, my desktop is over there in the background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I'm a loan officer, so that's what I do um, sometimes nine to 11 hours a day. Dang, but she's still working, so that's a blessing. That's good. It is to be able to still have a job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. All right. And so um, go ahead and let the people know how they can get in touch with you, where they can locate the EP go ahead and give them the name of it again. And just, you know, shout out how people can touch you. All right. So you can reach me at a family music. That's a F I N L E Y M U S I C. You can reach me there at Twitter and on Instagram on Facebook. I'm Alexis Finley. My music is available on any streaming platform that you could possibly think of, like literally everything. So, <laughs> no excuses. <laughs> uh, yes, and the name of the EP is titled "Recovery." Just type in Alexis Finley, and I should be right up. And also, I have an email link on there, so you feel free to DM me or shoot me an email. And make sure y'all subscribe because she do got the visuals for the. Um, oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> I got you. I got you though. I got you. I got yes, you. Subscribe. <laughs> Please subscribe. <laughs> All right. And so every conversation I always leave it off. It's called a motivational moment. Um, it may be a Bible verse that caught my eye, um, a quote that made me second, like, oh snap, let me go back and read over that again. I come on here and I share it with the audience and just you know see what people think of it. So I'm gonna read it. Um, say my thoughts and then of course I would love your input on what you thought as well okay 
Okay. All right. So this one is actually a quote. Courage is not having the strength to go on. It's going on when you don't have the strength. And so this is by uh, Theodore Roosevelt. So I thought that was pretty awesome. And I think it definitely goes into what we've been talking about. I have been very blessed. I have to brag every episode when I do my motivational moments and it definitely ties back into like our whole conversation. So shout out to me. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, when I first thought about this, I was just thinking about me and my relationships on how I know at the moment, it just wasn't good. I could have just sat there, and this is just, you know, me talking to you about it. Um, I could have just sat there and just been comfortable and complacent. I got a man, why leave? I got to start all over, this, this, and that. But I was able to get out of that situation. You know, I had the courage, I had the strength. I was able to dip and leave. And even with my job last year that I had, I went ahead and quit. I could have just stayed there. Being miserable as I was, I was still having income. It was a safety net. The checks were coming. I was good to go. And I was financially stable. But I picked up the strength. I prayed about it. I was like, you know what? I don't want to be in that situation. I'm getting the car unhappy. I'm sitting at a desk unhappy. I'm getting back to traffic going home and I'm unhappy. And so that last part, it's going on when you don't have the strength. Because sometimes whatever situation that you're in can take all of your strength. I mean, can take everything away from you for where you are just like, I don't even know what to do next. Like, what do I do? So that's what I thought about when I read that particular quote. So what about you? What are your thoughts on it? When I hear that, um, I definitely thinking about, think about, you know, resilience mm-hmm. and um, having that strength to keep moving even when you are down. Um, for example, when it came to me on my weight loss journey, I had gained like 35 pounds in a relationship Wow! in six months, six months. I had never been that large in my life. Uh Um, this was the emotional abusive relationship. Uh So it wasn't like a, a repeat occurrence. It was just, you know, something I maybe realized when it started and I'm glad that I did, but it was still very, um, it took an emotional toll on me and I realized I had been stress eating Uh throughout the whole relationship. And so when that was over, I was just so hurt and so confused and I didn't know how I was going to do it, but, um, hit up one of my old trainers. I said, Hey, I didn't gain all this weight. I need your help. Yeah, making that and first step. It was hard. It took a while. Uh-huh. But but I was able to accomplish my goals and I've been able to maintain. So that's that's something that I definitely think about. Or even when, you know, you lose someone as far as in a relationship or in life, uh-huh. just you know, putting your forefront, what would this person want me to do? Uh-huh. You know, if you were to lose someone. How would, how would they want me to carry on with life? You know, keeping those mm-hmm. positive thoughts, even though your emotions have been all the way caught up with them. Makes so, sense. Yeah, that could go for so many things. And it really yes. does resonate with this conversation that we've been having just about perseverance. That's just the topic. Courage. For and real. 
That's yes. going to be the title. Where's my pen? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you so much, Alexis. I mean, this was a great talk. Did you enjoy yourself? I did. So good. All right. Is there any last words? This is the end. This is the wrap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say blessings to everyone. Please be safe. Please take this seriously. Um, take this time to get to know yourself again because we get lost up in this role on a day-to-day basis. So take the time to really get to know yourself, get to love yourself. And if you're a woman, put on some makeup one day. If you're a man, you know, edge yourself up, but don't mess yourself up. But, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, do it I love it. You can dance in the mirror, do what you got to do. But yes. um, stay strong. We're going to make it. We are going to make this, make it through, you guys. So thank you so much, ladies and gents, for tuning into another episode with Brianna, Javon, and Alexis. Uh, this is What's Good Podcast. If this is morning, noon, night, whenever you're listening to this, you guys have a great one. Bye. Hey, guys. For more updates, you can follow me on Instagram at what's good underscore podcast or my personal account, b.javon underscore. Javon is spelled J-O-V-A-H-N. You can catch me on Twitter, what's good underscore pod C for Charlie. And then you can also catch me on Facebook at what's good podcast. Uh, make sure that you subscribe and also leave reviews for me to also see. And I can also respond back to you guys. Let me know what you're thinking of the podcast and any updates. Thank you. Have a good one.